Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hey, what is up, drummers? My name is Daniel and I am happy that you're here once again for Drummer Daily. If you're a drummer, this podcast is for you. Um, hey, so I hope you enjoyed the last episode that I posted, which um, I know was a little bit different format uh, where I um, walked through a little bit of, of drum tracking and kind of adding some stuff in a recording program. I know if you're listening to this podcast, uh, there were parts of it that probably weren't as helpful through audio as they would have been through video. Um, and there is a video of that if you go find my YouTube channel or if you look on my Instagram profile, um, I do have the whole video there as well. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I'm My hope is that I can do that a little more frequently Um uh, in the coming months, um, not necessarily every week, but every few weeks, my hope is to put something together like that, that as, as best as I can, I hope that it'll work through the audio podcast here as well as video. Um, if I, for some reason I create a video that I don't think it's going to work, I'm not going to just put it on here on the podcast, uh, and, and waste your time. So just know that if you see it, uh, pop up here on the feed for the podcast that, that, um, I have, given some thought to whether or not it will work uh, in an audio format. So you won't be wasting your time if you, uh, if you choose to listen to it, uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so today I wanted to share a thought with you specifically in regards to um, I, I've heard from a few of you that, that you've managed to get a gig or, or the, your first paying gig, or maybe the first one in a while Um or, or you've just gotten an opportunity to do something new and exciting where you're around other musicians who uh, you perceive there might be an opportunity with them in the future. Again, uh, basically the, the question I've gotten is, hey, I, I got my first gig, now what? And um, <laughs> in other words, how, how do I take this one gig and turn it into more? And the first thing I want to say is, uh, in regards to that, is... Uh, if you, if you get one gig, you do not need to treat it like that, that you've succeeded at, you know, your goal. And now it's time to move on to doing something new and different. It's not like you, you checked one thing off the list and now you need to move on to the other thing. Getting the second and third and fourth gig is probably for you going to be very similar to getting the first one. Um, and so the, the best thing you can do for getting your second or third or fourth gig is something that you're already doing hopefully to get your first gig in the first place, which is, uh, all the same things. Uh, but I do want to give you a few unique things. So of course I talk a lot about getting hired as a drummer, um, 
being the kind of drummer or the kind of person that people want to be around, all that kind of stuff. And that all still is very important. Um, but I wanted to point out to you today uh, a couple of unique things that are, are, are different uh, in regards to what do you do when you're on that first gig that can help you leverage that into more. Um, and again, I don't think anything you do Oh, that's not true. I actually do think there's some things you can do and how you carry yourself um, that that maybe in one gig can directly lead to the second gig and more. Um, And that's things like being confident, being prepared, uh, both with your own playing, but also with things like a click track. Um, It's having a great attitude. Um, It's being a team player. It's being collaborative. It's listening to feedback and actually working to incorporate it. Uh, staying energetic and positive no matter how long the gig takes or how long the work is or how hard the work is. Um, So those are all things, yes, definitely that actually can make such a good impression that people will think, man, I want to hire that person again right away for the next gig. Um, But there's a couple of things I noticed that were really interesting. Uh, I I did a a series, and one second, I'm going to turn off my heater here in the office with me. And yes, it is a is that time of year for me at least um, that uh, where I've got the heater on. I'm I'm, a, I'm cold by nature, so it gets below like seventy degrees, uh, and I and I have to turn the heater on. <laughs> um, but there were a few things at this gig. Uh, like I mentioned, I, I did a podcast episode or several episodes uh, before this last one where I talked about some of the things I learned on this video shoot that I did not too long ago. Um, but one other thing that I learned while I was there, or one other thing that I noticed while I was there, was there was a distinct difference between some of the things that the established professionals were doing on that gig and the people who you could tell maybe they hadn't done as many as much work on that gig. And not only that, there were there was a difference in. Uh, some of the working professionals have a have a, a work situation with their gig or what they do where they're full-time employed as a musician with one artist. And so they're not necessarily working as hard to get more work um, in the same way that someone who makes their living from one-off to one-off or session to session uh, would, would, would be. They're not going to approach things the same way. So there's even a difference in that. So uh, the the idea of getting a salary from one artist um, ongoing is is becoming more and more rare these days. So I, I'm not going to talk about specifically specifically pursuing that on this episode. I'm going to talk about the other people, the ones who uh, are just freelance professional musicians, and they you know play this gig, but then tomorrow they've got a session, and then the next day they might be playing something else. Um, it's always different. What are those people doing? Well, um, one thing that I noticed is they were very uh, genuinely coming around to introduce themselves to everybody else. Um, it might seem simple or small, but when there's a large group of people, you have to be bold and say, hi, my name's so-and-so. Uh, what's yours? Good to meet you. Um, looking forward to working with you today or whatever. Just being courteous and kind, but a little bit proactive. Um, so that's something I noticed all the professionals doing. Um, and of course, these are all things that I did too. Um, number two was uh, not 
being shy about playing your own instrument. It can be tough at first when you start, uh, especially as a drummer being loud, uh, about first the first, you know, kind of getting warmed up and getting into it with new musicians you haven't encountered before. Um, but you got to be bold and go ahead and get started. Um, a lot of times, uh, I know for a fact, me and the bass player, um, I don't, I didn't know the bass player personally before this gig, uh, this uh, video shoot, but um, I knew other people who knew him, but uh, we both just, I think we did more talking through our instruments and having fun goofing off uh, in between takes uh, than we did actually talking to each other. Um, but uh, that kind of stuff is really valuable to everybody. It's not just valuable for you or I as the drummer. Um, doing that kind of stuff actually helps everybody else get more comfortable and get into the swing of things a little quicker. Um, you know, I mentioned being collaborative. Uh, I definitely think bringing up ideas, but also not being attached to those ideas is very helpful. And that's something that was coming from, uh, coming through from the professionals a lot more than from the people who it was their first time. Um, and then the last thing I noticed that was really interesting was, um, the, after the gig was over, everybody walking around and getting phone numbers of everybody um, on their phone. Just saying, hey, what's your number? Here's my number. And what's great about it is there's two things. One is do that, get that information. And then number two is don't use it. (laughs) Um, When you, especially if you're in a situation where you perceive that some of the other musicians that you're playing with are maybe a little more established uh, than you are um, in their careers. Uh, not uh, the word famous is not right, but just a little bit more like they might have the likelihood that people are going to misuse their information. So if you get their number and you give them theirs, give them yours, uh, don't do anything with it other than save it in your phone and have it. Um, it's weird because, uh, you know, that seems like, well, if I'm not going to use it, why do I, why, what's the point in getting it? There's something, this social cue in the music world about, um, give me your information. Here's mine. Um, where everyone understands that you're trying to build your network, but you're also not trying to abuse anyone else's position or misuse or leverage or take advantage of anybody else. Um, but the thing is this, um, my hope in giving my information to the other musicians when they, when they asked, um, was maybe six months from now, or I don't know how long it's going to be till this thing comes out, but whenever it comes out, you know, we'll look back and, or I might look back cause I was really focused, you know, on my own drumming and I'm sure the bass player was focused on his own playing and the guitar player was focused on his playing and so on. Uh, we all were very focused on our own playing, but when we watch that final product, you know, months from now or listen to that final product months from now, we hear, we hear it and I hear that and I say, oh man, that bass player was really, really good. Hey, I've got this thing popped up that uh, I need a bass player. Man, well, that guy is on the front of my mind again right now because I'm watching or listening to that thing that I did months and months ago. Oh, I've actually got his number in my phone. I'll send him a text and see if he's interested. So sometimes the memory won't, it won't be the memory of the, of the, the event or the gig that will get you that next thing. It's the actual like recording of the thing or some other thought, some random thought. It's kind of like, um, you know how you get credit card offers in the mail all the time, or at least I do. And they're always like, you're pre-approved for this much money or whatever. And, uh, in my day job, I do marketing, uh, sometimes, or I do, that, that's, I do marketing And sometimes I use this analogy, which is, uh, why do credit card companies send those things out when 
almost all the time, everyone I ever talk to, they always say, yeah, I just throw those things away. They go straight in the trash and I do the same thing. Well, don't you think that the credit card companies wouldn't be sending them out if that was actually true of everybody? And it's not true of everybody. They send them out over and over and over again because they know their idea is that the one time when you need that or think you need that or want that credit card or a credit card, they want to have a piece of mail that you have in your mailbox when you need it. So they know that 99% of the time you're just going to throw it away, but they want to be there for that 1% of the time that they don't know when it's going to happen. They want to be there for that. Same way with uh, trading numbers, doing that kind of thing. The idea is not to hound them and ask them for gigs all the time or hope that they'll do the same for you or give you gigs all the time. It's that one time when they are immediately inspired and want to reach out to you, it's giving them an opportunity to actually easily do that. Um, If they don't have that information right on hand, they may not even go to the effort of looking on social media or whatever it is to reach out to you. And I know for me personally, like with some of the stuff that I'm doing, like this teaching and this podcast and stuff, um, I get a lot of messages on social media and I would hate for an opportunity like something really important to me to slip through the cracks because it came through a message on social media. Um, So I'd much rather prefer someone texting me or calling me than using social media, at least in the situation that I'm in. And I know there's other musicians out there who are building their platform the same way. So those are just a few things that I noticed right off the top of my head. Um, but the most important thing, like I mentioned, is um, it's all about attitude and preparation. And um, some of those things are still so rare in music. Um, now, it's not rare amongst professionals. It's pretty common amongst professionals. But why do you think it's common amongst professionals? It's because those are the people who are getting all the gigs. It's people who act that way, who behave that way, who carry themselves that way, who prepare that way. It's not the other way around. They didn't start getting gigs because they were good and then said, man, I better start preparing for gigs and change my attitude so I can be nice to everybody. No, they were doing those things all along. That's why they got the gig in the first place. So, do some of those things every opportunity you get and you can start building your career as well as a drummer. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Can't wait to share uh, my next episode with you and my next long form uh, video, which even if I don't put it out in the podcast, I'll make sure you know about it here on the podcast and, and get, make it an easy way for you to, to jump over and find it. And I think it's going to be about uh, mixing drums, recording and mixing drums, specifically like like big sounding drums, like for like heavy music or even just for not heavy music, just you want big, crisp, clean drums how to do that. So I'm going to walk you through my whole process. It'll probably be a very, very long, full, in-depth process that I give you. Um, So I'm looking forward to sharing, you know, probably an hour or two of information with you um, through some videos. So look forward to that in the future as well. Hey, if you'd like me to cover some other topic here on the podcast, send me an email, daniel at danielhadaway.com or just go to danielhadaway.com and click the contact button. You can find me there and I will do my best to integrate whatever you ask about into a future episode of Drummer Daily. All right. Thanks for joining me today. We will talk again very soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.